everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Future of Co-Living. And today we are going to keep on digging into the world of communities, and today from a slightly different angle. So one of the reasons why people actually do move into co-living places is community, which is a place where people can feel a home and where people create strong bonds with between each other. Now, the interesting thing is, uh, how do you actually create human connection? Can you, what is it even that makes people connect? And uh, can you, is there a formula to it? Can you actually facilitate it? And this is something that I wanted to dig into, uh, which is why I brought into the show today, uh, today's guest, who is the CEO and co-founder of the values-based relationship app called Relate which is part of the Impact Tech Hub Norsken in Sweden. And this uh, uh, app called Relate, they are on a mission to help people create strong bonds between each other and create relationships that last. So uh, the co-founder is called Philip Jonsson Jarl, and he has lived in about seven different countries across the world. And he left... Uh, successful uh, materialistic uh, life uh, and decided to completely rebuild his life from scratch based on authenticity and meaning and based on his own personal values. Now this is all led up to the fact that he has co-founded this values-based app called Relate um, and he also now lives in a conscious co-living community called Canine uh, which has about 50 people from all over the world. And um, an interesting fun fact about him is that he actually thought he was an introvert his own life until he moved into a co-living place. And there he actually lives on, uh, in a five square meter small pod in a room filled with four pods. So turns out maybe he wasn't so introvert after all. So... Philippe Jonsson-Jarl is uh, now a thought leader uh, when it comes to values, and he knows a thing or two about what actually makes people connect and how you can create a strong values foundation. So I look very much forward to digging into this question today. Uh, so let's get to it. Okay, so uh, welcome to Future Co-Living, Philip Jonsson Jarl. Thank you so much, Maria. It's awesome to be to be part of this. Great to have you. Um, so let's uh, jump uh, to it. So you have uh, you founded a relationship company, uh, Relate, and you are on a mission to help people to find and build meaningful relationships that last and help people to actually build a, a bond and build human connections. Um, so uh, do you want to explain a little bit more? Like, Tell me what, um, what are the, the key ingredients to actually make people connect for real? Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it's of course um, a complex topic, but Relate is actually built on a few cornerstones that uh, where, where we have tried to simplify it almost kind of into a formula for mm -hmm. that we believe in, believe in what creates human connection. Um, and it starts with self-awareness and then authenticity and vulnerability. 
So the combination of those three is what creates uh, connection. And that's what also um, the relate experience is, is built upon. And, and to dig into those three uh, a little bit more. So it starts with, starts with self-awareness and that it starts mm-hmm. with, uh, with you, yourself um, and finding the right partner for you starts with you knowing um, what kind of life you want to live, what your needs are, and especially then for, for Relate, we focus a lot on personal values. So what are my beliefs and priorities and how, um, how do I view the world in terms of what I, what I value? Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts with, with that self-awareness, starts with, with you defining and um, identifying those things. And then the second part, authenticity, um, is about also living those. So living those values, expressing those uh, values in, mm-hmm. in, a, in an authentic way uh, of, of being you, being authentically you. And um, the third part, which is the vulnerability, is, is more related to the communication of it, um, to have the courage to be open and share these things in a vulnerable way way um, so we, we think that it's it's the combination of these self-awareness of knowing what your needs and values are um, having the courage to be authentic and being vulnerable to express them in an open and honest way um, that that is what creates this level of empathy and understanding that that generates connection in a, in a very simplified way <laughs> Um, yes so uh, if you but then so how do you I mean I think a lot of people probably don't even know what their values are like how do you even uh, take that into practice how do you start (laughs) yeah so um, for example the relate experience in the app it starts like before you can even see other people or interact with anyone else you have to start with yourself so uh, I founded the company together with a company called Self Leaders, and they have developed a sort of methodology around values where you start by mapping uh, your own values. So you have three different areas where you're giving a range of, of options that you have to choose from. So for example, the, the first area of the three is your needs. So what do you need in order to, to feel good and function well? And um, in that area, you have around 25 or 30 values uh, where you have to pick the, the six that um, speak to you the most. Um, uh, if it's like uh, health or uh, belonging or family or whatever it, it might be. Um, so you're helped in one way through these three different defined areas. The two other ones are like, what what kind of person do you want to be in terms of self-fulfillment? Like, is honesty the most important to you? Or um, is it humor, to be humor, hum- humorous and playful? Or how are your prior- priorities in terms of how you want to be? And the third part is more about what's important in the world beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is it equality or sustainability? Like, how do you prioritize what do you think is most important there? So that framing sort of helps in a way to um, to sort of pr- define and ad- identify um, your your priorities in these different areas. And like when you um, 
would you say that is it enough to just uh, choose between a list of values in that sense? Like you, you don't have to uh, invent the wheel from start. Like, can you, is that, um, is that enough, so to say, to figure out your values, to, to kind of choose, pick and choose what are the most important ones from um, a list? Of- I mean, it's, it's a start. Um, yeah. But just as self-leaders have learned through their different workshops and courses in, in personal development, um, is that learning comes from reflection. Uh, and it comes from often the most um, meaningful learning comes from, from discussions or interaction mm-hmm. or speaking about your values. So, uh, for example, what they saw in their workshop as in their workshops, the the most transformative experiences was when uh, people actually shared, talked about their values. So, try to mm-hmm. identify them first, but when they actually really landed of what the value actually meant to them and how and why they're important, that came from speaking about them. Um, so that's that's sort of the next step that we prompt users to do in, in relate. And that's more related to the, um, the authenticity and vulnerability part to like actually be able to put words to why they are important to you. And mm-hmm. that thought process sort of starts um, the learning of, of uh, identifying why they are mm-hmm. important. And then that, that can also make you switch a little bit and uh, change. And of course, I mean, values is um, it's complex and it's also ever changing. Like, yeah, we can have an experience in in one day which changes our values in a moment, mm-hmm. uh, but it can also take several years for our values to to change over time. So, but the only thing that's sure is that they're they're ever changing. Like our perspective and, and view of the world changes by time and experiences. Mm-hmm. And I, you also mentioned that the second part of uh, um, the. Uh, the, the the how to connect with people journey or however you would like to call it but you mentioned that the, the first was to figure out your values the second one was to uh, live by your values how do you what is like an example of that how do you start living by your values because that's quite um um related to communities as well mm. um i mean the, f- the first one is what we just talked about to to sort of define what mm-hmm. what does it actually mean um and uh and and to just have that awareness is the first good start of of how do I want to live my life or what do I need to feel good and just practicing that awareness and reminding yourself of those things um, in a way and that can also be used as a goal setting for for habits um, and that's that's how I built up my life uh, a lot like based on my values first and then I sort of try to translate them into everyday habits mm. okay um, do you do you want to share an example like of, of how that could uh, look like um yeah for sure i mean um uh, one one very clear translation which is relevant to this conversation is um I identified one of my strongest needs to feel good and function well was a sense of, of belonging. Uh, and how I identified that was to be surrounded by like-minded people on, on an everyday basis um, to, to, to feel good. And so when I've been living abroad for, for many years, and when I moved back to Sweden three years ago, uh, I've been living alone for a lot of years. So I've identified that really strongly. 
And so I started, I put the goal to um, seek out communities of, of like-minded people and sort of start engaging myself in groups and communities um, of, of like-minded people that were into like um, personal development or spirituality mm-hmm. or interested in these, these topics. Um, and that's also how I eventually found the, uh, the co-living that I'm mm-hmm. currently living in. So it, it really um, institutionalized and became the the I'm, I'm really living and embracing that that value and that that need is is sort of maximized for me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, that actually is a quite nice segue into my uh, next question. I wanted to ask because I, I think I mean um, there's a lot of societal benefits with co-living specifically. I mean, it's uh, from a sustainability perspective to have fewer people in less areas. But one of the other really big social benefits is really to fight loneliness, which is increasing in society today. Mm. Um, And to me, that's really a lot what co-living is about in the community building. Um, And you live in a co-living place yourself, Canine Tech Farm. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about like what are the similarities between what you do at Live Relate and what Canine does with their community? Because I've understood that you have a pretty strong community at Canine. Yeah, um, I mean it. The it they both started with a very similar intention, uh, and it's also funny because we have the same uh, investor, Thomas Björkman, who who founded the Equat Equat Klustret, and um, so he um, he supports a lot of initiatives where one of the intentions and goals uh, is to raise, uh, aw- to raise consciousness on an individual level in society. Um, so that is the goal, sort of the underlying goal of, of Relate, um, or one of them, but also the main goal, uh, one of them, uh, for, co- for K9, co-living. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a conscious, uh, it's called the Conscious Co-Living Community, um it's in downtown stockholm but it's a mix of people from all over the world literally all all corners all Mm -hmm. continents are represented and i think we're over 20 different nationalities Mm -hmm. um that that live together there Mm um yeah Uh, mm -hmm. and I, i understand that you have um like it's very clearly articulated your values and and also your um, so-called guiding principles um, for the community and, and those mm-hmm. are sort of self-enhancing or like you self um, organize self-organized. Um, I like, do want to share a little bit more about that and how that works and how they came about and how you actually mm-hmm. um, maintain and live by that in the community. Yeah, uh, so so that that is another very interesting. F- uh, f- factor that i think is uh fairly rare in um in bigger and organized uh, co-living communities and that's that it's uh, completely self-organized so there is no no manager there is of course a company uh behind it but there is no manager of of any kind but the the entire community including um the uh sort of recruitment of of new residents everything is done internally by, by residents. Um, so we have different teams and, and roles to sort of manage different parts of, of the community. Um, so that's, of course, also one thing that creates a very strong sense of ownership 
um, for people that are living there, that it's, it's our community. And that's, uh, that's what creates also a tight community. Um, but also the, the values, as you say, are very clearly defined and they were very clearly defined from the beginning uh, with the, the sort of main intention um, of the community is to sort of help people um, develop personally and, and sort of to, to raise uh, their self-awareness and consciousness and, and uh, particular self-awareness is our sort of number one and most important value um, that um, that you're sort of expected to um, to be self-aware or want to be become more self-aware and to to know your needs to be able to identify and communicate your needs and so so that is that is one of them and then we have uh, a bunch of supporting uh, values and and a lot of it is actually based on the um, the burning man principles for for the community that started over in the U.S., but is now, uh, of course, uh, gl global. Um, where it's like a movement, right? <laughs> it's it's like a movement, yeah. And they, yeah. it's those principles uh, of like co-creation and of uh, self-expression and self-reliance and also gifting that is very prominent in those communities, and and that's also um, very very prominent in in ours. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's partly that we we are very uh, keen on uh, looking for these values when we in the admission of of new residents, um, but they're also in in many ways built into the 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 frameworks and the structure of the the community uh, with, with when it comes to everything from spaces. Uh, in the house, physical spaces to the events that that we organize as a community, etc. Could you give a few examples of how do like I mean how do you even um, how do you make sure you, you you get the right members? How do you look for that in in the recruitment process? And then like do you have any examples of like you said how uh, also when you are accepted to the community? Like what are examples there? But you want maybe you want to start with um how you get like how do you make sure that the new members you take in adhere with those values well, yeah mean, you don't really ask them what are your values right <laughs> no of course not <laughs> um, but i mean it's there's there's no like straightforward um, uh, sort of structure for it i think but it's i think it's more it's just important to to have those values in mind when you're having a conversation uh, to be aware of those values and 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 look for them. It's like is is this a uh, to to get sort of give give an uh, or to get an indication if if they, this is a person that values these things. Mm. Um, so it's it's more about just having the awareness and having those values with you as you go into a conversation with potential residents um, and and steer the conversation a little bit towards finding out um, if they value self-awareness, like have they ever worked with personal development um, and, and to just steer that conversation towards them. Would you say that maybe just even having, having articulated your values help you subconsciously to just get that? Like maybe 
um, that just articulating them does already does a big part of the job, maybe. Yeah, it does for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's the first step to to the self awareness part is putting yeah. words on them. Yeah. And you mentioned that uh, um, it's also very much integrated into the community and the space. Like, mm-hmm. um, could you share a few examples there? What that could be? Yeah. So what's what's really cool with um, with K nine in in um, particular, and that I think is one of the key factors for for why it works so well, is that there are different spaces designed for different needs and different moods. So uh, regardless, like irregardless of, of how I feel when I get home, like if I'm very down and I just want to be alone and not so social, or if I feel like, okay, now I can't wait to get home and just connect to all my my friends at home and to have meaningful, deep discussions, like re- regardless of where I am on that spectra, there is a space I can go to and I can feel uh, safe and accepted for being in that mood. Um, so that also makes it so that I'll, I'll give you some examples in, in just a second, but that also makes it, um, so that I don't feel that I need to retreat to my own, uh, room or in my case, my pod, um, mm-hmm. and isolate myself, but I can still be out inside the, the community and in shared spaces. Uh, and that creates, uh, I believe, uh, much more sort of tighter and alive, community um, and, and for example like some of those spaces are like we have a little library uh, section mm-hmm. where it's uh, it's more of a silent space like people sit and, and read uh, and maybe have like very soft conversations but it's uh, like low energy mm-hmm. kind of place um, and then we have one of the kitchens is a big kitchen with a big kitchen island which is like the big social heart of the community like mm-hmm. if you're just craving some some social interaction uh, mm-hmm. you can just go there and somebody will probably pour you a glass of wine uh, there are a bunch of people cooking and there are three or four mm-hmm. interesting different conversations going on at the same time mm-hmm. um, and then uh, another space that also indicates um, a lot our values as a community is the meditation room um, which is a beautiful space and, and in a way sort of the the temple of the community if you want to use that word um which um which is 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 like a space where you you can obviously also go if you just want to have complete silence um like there's no no speaking in there and you do your own thing um so there are different spaces for for different different needs um and also those uh, those spaces sort of indicate the 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 values that we have in in many ways as well I also heard about you have the don't you have the headphone rule right that if you have your headphones on then please don't yeah. speak with me isn't it <laughs> yeah I mean, exactly yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's another fantastic rule I mean because um, because I think a successful sort of co living community is is all about creating a safe space uh, for me to like I said regardless of how I feel when I get home to be able to feel safe being out in the community and not retreating uh, and isolating myself. Uh, and, and that's a fantastic rule. And, and we have, we, we literally have every person on the, on the scale of introvert to extrovert. Like we have all the extremes. 
um, and it works. And that rule is uh, is part of part of that. Like even if you're an extreme introvert, you can feel completely safe uh, knowing that nobody will interact with you if you have your headphones on. You can go out into the kitchen. There's 20 people, uh, but nobody will just, like. Nobody will interact with you. Nobody, no, and it's such an integrated um, part of our sort of um, norms that nobody would think it's strange. Like it's just such a normal, accepted thing. Um, so it's establishing these sort of norms to create a safe space mm-hmm. for everyone, I think, is is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um... I think that's, you know, because I think that's one of the reasons why many people also are afraid to move into coding places because they think they're going to be overwhelmed. Um, yeah. And, and that's another uh, key, like a, another key success factor, I think, is is not to be too few. Because um, I think many people can feel when they have shared apartments, for example, if you're four or five, six people living together, that um, there's a lot lot more pressure on on hanging out because it's, mm. it's if you're not there it's so much more obvious mm. um and if you're in a bigger group there uh, you there will always be an enough sized group to to do things or to hang out or to have that sense of belonging mm. so you you never feel like you're obliged to be part of anything that you you need to you, you never feel that pressure mm. So everything is always opt in. That's the or that that's the feeling. Nice. But so, um, I mean, that's um, that's pretty. It, it sounds like you um, you have a pretty strong community. Like you have uh, succeeded with that. <laughs> how do you um, like if you if you want to start from scratch? Like how do you uh, go about to like what what would be the steps like if you would like let's say someone wants to start a new co-living place and they want a good community mm. um what would be like the three four five stage rocket or something like what, what would you recommend them to do to try to it doesn't necessarily have to be the values you have at k9 but you know to build a strong community around what they want to build yeah uh one like the biggest insight is that um it doesn't really matter how much you define your values or what you write on a piece mm-hmm. of paper because mm-hmm. the the community will always just be the the people inside the community um so so that's that's in the end that's all that matters you can use you can put words on paper to try to sort of define uh, and that's very important as well to define who you are and what are your beliefs and that that is of course a um a factor that that creates community and connection but um, but in the in the end, like if you're starting from scratch, it's all about getting the right people for the that kind of community that that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you have the perfect values document, if you're getting people that mm-hmm. are not aligned with those values, then you will get the community that those people and their sort of values and and uh, personalities represent. Mm. Um, so that that is the the, the number number one the, to, to so gather the right kind of people that that uh, or, or the kind of people that you that you want for the community. So is it better to grow slow 
in the beginning then? Uh, and, uh, growing fast or is it possible to do both? <laughs> yeah, good good question. I mean, I, I would probably start small if I started on my own. Um, and because uh, it really is uh, so important with, especially in the beginning, the, the people that, that you go in, get in. Like if you have five uh, or you say if you have six people that are spot on for the kind of values and everything that you want to create, but four are not, then I think that that is enough for, the, for that community to, to, to collapse. So then I would rather just start with those six people and then as we go, be able to add on more people. Mm. Um, but yeah, as I said before, also it's it's a tricky balance because I think the most um, fun and, and developing and, and, and great communities that I would personally want to live in are also uh, of a slightly bigger size. So uh, maybe, maybe at least 15 or 20 people um, to sort of have the feeling that, that you have your own sort of organism or, or system and or are almost sometimes canine feels like its own society in a way like we have our own norms and beliefs and yeah. um, stepping into the homes stepping into the through the doors at home sometimes feels like i leave stockholm and it's this other <laughs> other place uh, other culture which is yeah. uh, it's fantastic but so i mean then if you have you know like you've articulated your values then how do you go about to start exemplifying like um behavior that you want like to encourage like how do you start living by them yeah um, so um th- there are a few different uh ways to do that and three different uh principles um but i mean a, a very important one important part is is the initiation process of of new members so that they are um, really aware of all the values and beliefs that, that are there. So, so they kind of get that with them going in. Um, but, but something, uh, I mean, I mentioned before, I think two key things are um, spaces and rituals. And um, like, for example, with the, the example with the meditation room is, is one when it comes to, to spaces um, that really sort of communicate those those values and that combined with the rituals that we have and the, the different events that we have um, in, in a way is, is what uh, embraces those, those values. And to give a, a couple of examples, um, we have something that uh, we call co-created dinners and it's a very simple dinner concept that we do, I think at least a month, one, once per month. Um, it's for the, the whole community and you bring your own food. And basically, it's it's a just a big uh, um, what are those called like uh, potluck, a big potluck dinner <laughs> where everybody just bring their food to the table. <laughs> but then the focus on the uh, the dinner is to have a, um, a have a sharing circle basically. Okay, welcome back, Philip. You were talking about um, rituals and then how you were uh, doing your potluck dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <a> ritual. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so rituals that sort of emphasize and uh, emphasize the values of the community. And um, in in those dinners that we have, the the, the thing that uh, we do is that we go around the table, and it doesn't matter if we're thirty people. We go around the table and we set a topic for. Mm-hmm 
the for the night and everybody shares mm-hmm. on that topic um and uh it can be something like uh something that you're struggling with right now or something that with yourself that you want to overcome or um whatever it might be and it's it's usually a uh, um a pretty vulnerable sharing and and i in my experiences those um those moments are also the ones where we are connecting the most as a community because when once everybody starts sharing vulnerably it becomes this safe space mm-hmm. and that vulnerability leads to very strong connections um yeah and another event that that we do is something that we call canine talks which is um basically everyone from the from the community are welcome we do this once per quarter uh, and it's an internal event but also for external guests so it also is a little bit like us showing like this is our community and our awesome residents and it's it's inspired by TED talks so it's um ev- anyone can have a 10 to 15 minutes talk on uh, whatever they're passionate about or um that uh, something they're working on or something they're building mm-hmm. sort of share their their passions mm-hmm. um so i mean it's things like this and events like this i think that communicates um indirectly the values of the community together with the the, the spaces uh like the meditation room or that we have different spaces, spaces for different needs, sort of communicating the the value of, of self-reliance that the spaces are there. It's it's your responsibility to take care of of whatever it is that you that you need uh, in each moment. Right, so so to summarize, you say like so you know articulating the values, making sure that they are communicated during the onboarding process of new members. Um, and then make sure that you live by them by integrating into both your like your rituals, how you live and the spaces that you are living in, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. it can be the spaces. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and the rituals are both the events, like the ones that, that I talked about, but it can also be uh, rules and norms, like the headphone rule, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And making sure that everyone is aware of them. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and almost so, even like when new people join, um, mm-hmm. like when they sign the 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 kind the rent contract, maybe even like have a separate like, okay, these are the the rules and values that you also have to sign and agree to when you move in, because this is how we how we live and treat each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then. Um, that um, is a little bit uh, more clear now, I guess. <laughs> um, I think also one um, aspect is um, what do you not expect, accept, right, in terms of behaviors? Um, and I would think that equally important is to have it articulated what you do not accept. And uh, how do you go about... Um, uh, well, asking people to leave when they do not adhere with them. That's a clear mm. one, right? But it's equally important. Otherwise, um, um, it wouldn't, um, without boundaries, you wouldn't create the safe space, right? Yeah, that's a good, good, um, good point. And it's quite kind of interesting because I don't really think that we have so much of that articulated. Mm. Um, 
But I mean, we we it's it, the ones that we have articulated are more like uh, hard hard rules. Like for example, that we have to to respect the neighbors in the building, so that we have to be silent or can't play music after ten and things like this. Um, uh, but but when it comes to sort of values or behavior, we actually don't really have the um, articulated so well how not to behave. Uh, and it and it still seems to to work pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I guess the values are, you know, uh, how you're supposed to behave, and the the opposite to that is not adhering with your values. Um, yeah. But I, I guess you still do. Um, what do you call it? You um, you um, you have the right to exclude members if they, you know, if they sexually harass someone or do something that is not adhering with your values, right? Of yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but then, I, I don't think I'm not. I don't think that has ever happened. Um, and I think the ones that do move in and are not a good fit to the community, like it's so uh, obvious that they, they. I think it's them. They themselves that are that take the initiative to to move out in those cases. This kind of self, um, I mean, self enhancing. I guess. Self-regulating almost. Yeah, self-regulating. Yeah, that's true. Um, but okay, that's um, some pretty good uh, insights. Um, any other tips you want to share um, for anyone who's interested in this and like want to build strong, values-driven communities, either for co-living or it could be, you know, other movements or things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there is a really good book, uh, which is called the, the Art of Community. The Seven Principles for Belonging, which is a really good framework in general for everyone who is interested in how to build a strong community. Um, and, and some of those principles I, I mentioned here before with like the, the initiation process and the rituals and the spaces. Um, so, so, so that is a really good framework in general for anyone who wants to build a community. Um, and, and one of the things that, that, um, that they talk about there is also sort of, I think they call it inner rings or inner circles that, um, that you also have uh, sort of clearly defined boundaries between um, like, like almost like an onion of a um, community. Well, there's a clear boundary, of course, between the, the inside and the outside of the community, but that it's also inside has um, like almost like sub communities um especially if you're like us where you fit we're 50 people right so um so it's some of those inner circles would be that each we have four different floors so in a way each floor is a a like a sub uh, yeah. community in a way so it's one inner circle uh and in my case i i live in a uh, in a pod room with uh, so we're four people that live together uh in four different pods uh, and so we have our that that is my like most inner circle that's the four of us mm-hmm. um like where we we live very intimately uh, and then we have the the layers sort of onion layers um of community outside of that and and uh, uh yeah so that nice. that's another one that he talks about what was the author called so the book is called art of community and the author is called um, it's the author is called uh, Charles Vogel. 
okay, cool. I'll uh, order it. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, There's also a good um, uh, summarized article on on Medium um, that takes that summarizes the different principles. Nice. All right, thank you so much, Philip, for sharing this today. It's been super interesting and uh, um, actionable as well. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything uh, you want to share with the listeners? Any uh, um, fun values, uh, events, or new things coming up for you at Relate? <laughs> um, I mean, we're, we are, um, for, for Relate, we're, we're sort of taking the next step to um, to explore connection and to uh, help more people connect in a in a more authentic and deeper way and we are actually prototyping and, and building a uh, a product for existing couples mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. to get closer to each other and and get to know each other in a, on a deeper level and understand each other better um, so we are um, we are doing some different prototypes and uh, testing that a little bit in, in case anybody's interested uh, if they are in a relationship and want to try something something new nice so then you'll be um pretty much anyone can use your product and either if you are single if or if you are not single you can still <laughs> exactly i mean that that's the, the sort of long-term vision for for relate is to be a, a relationship company that helps that helps you on your relationship journey from the point where you're single up until you have uh a big family uh so we want to be be someone who can who can help uh and and be a relationship development uh, coach and tool along that journey. Nice. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, who, where, where do they? Uh, um, email is probably easiest. Uh, Philip with ph at relate-app.com. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for sharing uh, all the values um, tips today. Been great to have you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been been awesome to be to be here. I always love love talking about uh, co living, and it's it's something that definitely changed my life for the better, and um, and, and also propelled my own development immensely. So um, I think it's fantastic, and I, in a way, I I think it's um, a hidden in a way in a, a hidden secret that everybody should get to know because. It, it can change lives. Word on that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Maria. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.